I'm Kevin Hillier. Welcome to the Legal Minefield podcast, a podcast that gives you direct access to a man with decades of experience in the legal profession. That man is John Mellier. You can contact him directly via our email address, info.thelegalminefield at gmail.com. It's that simple. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Legal Minefield podcast. John, uh, welcome again. How's your week been? Um, very good, Kevin. Nice and uh, pleasant and um, steady, which is good. Good to hear. We're going to talk about a, a subject tonight that is incredibly serious. It is looming large uh, more and more in our in our day-to-day lives, at least visually now. It's probably always been there, but at least now we're, we're becoming more and more aware of it, and that's domestic violence. Tell me about your experience so far in this in this area in, in your legal um, practice. I've had a lot of experience in the area of domestic violence and in particular intervention orders. There's not a week or fortnight that doesn't go past that I'll get an inquiry about it. I've represented uh, a lot of people in relation to these issues. I, I take them very seriously. Victoria Police takes them very seriously. And uh, the problem is that a lot of people don't. Some people use it as a means or a method to um, manipulate or try and control another person, whereas a lot of people are very genuine and afraid because of the ungenuine people, the genuine victims, are, you know, have a harder time. Yeah. So, 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 so it really is. But, yes, no, a lot of experience in dealing with this area. Is it a bit like insurance in the way that the frivolous claims have made the, the benchmark for proving what, you, what you're saying against mm, someone um, harder? N- no, no, no. It's totally different. So what happens okay. is there are two types of intervention orders. So there's a family violence intervention, intervention order that can be taken out when there's family violence committed by a family member or relative. And then there's a personal safety intervention order that can be obtained or applied for when another person has, you know, threatened you or stalked you or caused harm, etc. So they're the two types. And the basic requirement is that you have to show that there's some sort of apprehension or type of fear or, or event that's triggered this. Most times, Victoria Police will take out an intervention order on your behalf if you're a victim. So they'll do that for you. So it's actually taken out by the police, not by the court? Um, it, it is granted by the court, but it's applied for by Victoria Police. Okay. If Victoria Police don't do it, then an individual can apply to the court to take one out privately as well. So there's two methods of doing that. Is there any difference in the gravitas of, of where um, those claims no, come there's, from? No, there's no difference in the gravitas except to say that Victoria Police has a blanket policy that once they issue an intervention order, they will not withdraw it or drop it. They will continue to the end. So who? So how does that process work if, if for instance, you want to – can you rescind a, an intervention um, order? Even if a person wants to rescind an, an order or not agree, Victoria Police can still pursue it and go ahead in, the, in their best interest. Oh, outside of well, so yeah. I, so I, I take one out. Let's let's hypothetical here. I take one out on you, and then I go. Oh, hang on, no, I, I misunderstood. I made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they'll say no based on the material and, and what's happened. We'll continue with this, and it may go to a directions hearing, which is a hearing before the matter set down for a final hearing, where they might turn around and, and say, 
all right, we we agree that we might have a difficulty with Kevin not coming along to give evidence, so we might withdraw it. But however, we still think there's that you threatened Kevin, so we're going to still pursue it. Yeah, and it might go to a final hearing. So that happens quite a bit. So so Victoria Police have their blanket policy where they'll 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 try and run them and enforce them because what Victoria Police says is, look, we've answered a triple zero call. We've gone out to attend what's happened. We've seen what's happened. And, um, yeah, that's the issue. The question I ask on that is uh, how do you go about getting an inf- intervention order? Do you go to the police or so do you go you to your do, lawyer? Yeah. Or? Yeah, so what you do, Kevin, is the way it starts is either there'll either be a triple zero call with something that's happened, an incident, yep. or there'll be an incident that's happened and someone's gone into a police station and made a statement, formal complaint, and then the police have decided for that person's safety they'll take out an intervention order. In a situation where the police aren't involved, an individual can jump online to the Magistrates Court website and fill in an application form and lodge it online. And then they'll get a date to go before a magistrate to make that initial application for an interim intervention order. And what happens is the matter goes before the magistrate, you've made the application, the magistrate asks you, is the statement you made in this application true and correct? And you'll say under oath, yes, it is, Your Honour, and it'll be granted. And away we go. The process starts. Is that so a quick process, John? It, it can be because if it's an urgent situation, the courts will fit you in pretty quickly to okay. do it. So if, you, if there's something urgent that's happened, um, they will do it urgently. Um, but they are very quick in dealing with them. So they triage them. They, the courts triage them and, and put them in an order. Yeah. Is is that uh, also an opportunity if you do decide if you do put that in through those machinations and then you go oh hang on sorry your honour I did make a mistake here I did misinterpret the situation that you can then rescind that unlike what you yep. can do when the police issue yep that's right you can you can withdraw it you can go to the court and say look I changed my mind I think I'm okay I misunderstood and they'll help you withdraw it or you can tell the magistrate when you go in look I think I made a mistake I'm pretty feel safe now I don't think there's an issue. But if Victoria Police are, are, are making the application, it won't be dropped. It'll be yeah. pursued. Yeah. Do they work? I mean, and without going into specific cases or specific examples, okay. Are, are um, they are they the safeguard that you think they are? So, what people need to understand about intervention orders is that they are a civil order. They're not a criminal order. They're a civil order. So they're a civil order that says you must not do this or come within so many metres, commit violence, um, stalk a person, harass, put something on the internet, get another person to do these things, use financial control, all these sorts of things. Mm. So what happens is basically if there's a genuine situation happening, and I mean genuine, like there's really you need protection, initially they're okay, but what does happen is people do breach them, people who are, genuine victims of domestic or family violence uh, find themselves in situations where the offender will keep doing things despite the order because it's just a civil order. It's not um, a criminal order. What happens then, Kevin, is if you breach an intervention order and that that is you're arrested and, and found charged with a breach of it, then that becomes a criminal matter. And if you breach an intervention order, you can face jail time. So there's no so, such thing as a, a as a criminal version of that of, of that intervention no, order. It's only no. a civil one. It's a civil. Okay. It's a civil issue, but if you can commit a breach of an order that's been made by a magistrate, then that becomes a criminal matter and a criminal charge. 
and you can face jail time or a, a fine. Is an, there clearly is an obvious amount or a very large amount of police resources devoted to this because I'm, I'm assuming that it, it's, fairly bi- it's a fairly big problem. It's a big problem and there's a lot of police resources devoted to it. The police are just overworked with it. You find that in some situations the police are being used to try and act as uh, the family court and deal with matters for people when really it's not their job. The matter should be in before the family court. And because people don't have the money or whatever the situation is, they're not before the family court at that stage or the initial stages. So the police find themselves in a situation where they're having to do work that they shouldn't be involved in. But having said that, they have to um, take it on face value what they're told because the risk of them not doing that could be catastrophic. Yeah. So it could be a situation where um, someone's threatened to kill someone yeah. and if they don't act, the next thing there's a front page on the Herald Sun the next morning. And and I have have um, seen that happen. So uh, I was up at court and I won't name names. Mm. I was up at court and I had a client in for an intervention order and I was another, another person who was um, appearing for a breach and he's talking to my client and I said to my client, what was he talking to you about? Oh, he was just telling me that um, he's here for a breach and he didn't do it and nothing happened. Anyway, we were in the court waiting for it and the wife stood up and said, look, I'm scared he's, he's been to my house again. This has happened. This has happened. Um, the other person got up and said, look, no, it didn't happen. Magistrate said, oh, look, we'll um, come back in another month and see what's going on. Mm. Uh, the next morning, front page of the Herald Sun, the, the other person murdered the other person that night. So it, it, is, it is a very serious issue. It yep. needs to be considered. So I understand what Victoria Police have to do and what they deal with and the pressure's immense on them and the resources, but it is, a, it is a big problem. Then you have the other side of the coin, Kevin, where people will use it as a means to um, try and control or make up something against another person. And unfortunately, you know, there's only one way to deal with those type of cases, that is to run them to the end and go through the whole process. Okay. And, and that involves not just simply um, turning up to court and trying to do things. It actually means preparing the matter properly and looking at um, every allegation in detail and trying to find evidence to disprove it. So there's a lot of work involved. Is it, uh, I mean, this is probably a naive question in many ways, but uh, if, if you have an intervention order taken out against you and you believe it that, that it is not right, is that a, is that a, a difficult thing to, to? It is a difficult process because you can review it, so you can have it reviewed. You have to go through the process. So there's a number of court hearings, and you've got to go through a final hearing to get it thrown out or to challenge the um, evidence of the complainant. So it's very hard if you're if you're an innocent victim who's just been um, put put in this place. So yeah, it's a problem. Conversely, I want to ask the question, we hear a lot about domestic violence being physical violence and, and that sort of uh, intimidation and, uh, I guess, f- fear that people have. What about the mental side of it when... It some- also includes, yeah, includes yeah. that, the mental side and the uh, that type of harassment and mental abuse. Which is clearly uh, harder to prove. Yes, it is, but mental abuse is there. You know, it could be by virtue of derogatory comments all the time. It could be by virtue of playing um, psychological games with the person's feelings and emotions. Yeah. 
it, it does exist. And yes, they're very difficult to um, deal with and prove. Has social media made this an even more, more uh, of yes. a minefield? Yes, it has. Because what happens is a lot of clients will tell you, you know, oh, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. And the next thing you know, there's a Facebook post showing they're doing something. So, yeah, people forget that whatever they post electronically is there forever and a day. Yeah. And if you've got a public Facebook page or Instagram page or TikTok, whatever it is, it's open to the public to look and search or, or find. Someone will find it and it will be damning for you. Text messages are the best. Text messages are the best. How many people think that a text message will never end up in a courtroom astonishes me. Our naivety about social media is still quite quite hilarious at times, to be honest. It is. You know, I've had cases where people have denied things and the next thing you know, up in the courtroom, there's the text messages. So, you know, it's it's just another issue we have to deal with. Like so many things in today's society, we're, we're more aware of these things. I'm sure they went on in, uh, you know, 50, 60 years ago. I'm sure there was domestic violence. We're, we're all sure of that. We seem to hear more about it now. We seem to know more about it. We seem to have more ways of dealing with it in the court and out of the court. Are we are, are we getting better at it? Are we winning the battle against it? Or is it is it every bit as bad now as it was, say, 10 years I, ago? I, I think we're not winning the battle. I think... We need to have a different system. I think we need to have a dedicated court, a specialist court that just deals with this. So, who does? Which court does deal with domestic so violence? The, the magistrates court. The magistrates court deals with everything. So, the same magistrates who deal with everything every day get it added to their workload and their lists. I think there should be a specialist court that deals with these, and I think they should review the legislation to look at having some form of criminal issue early on rather than later on if there's only a breach. So Should take moving it from a civil to a um, criminal type issue, yeah. which is what I think should happen. Should it almost be like a criminal version of the family court? Yes, yes, I agree. There should be a separate court that deals with these 24-7 specialist magistrates or judges who deal with it and know what they're doing. And not only that, that they refer some of these things out to, you know, special psychologists and other people or family therapists to try and help because at the end of the day, that's what we're essentially asking the magistrates to do is to become therapists and judges and deal with the whole lot in one hit. And it's hard, especially when you're dealing with these type of issues. Is there a big mediation process in the middle of of, of all this? In some of the disputes, the court will determine whether mediation can help. So, for example, if it's an intervention order taken out by a neighbour on a neighbour, they might recommend mediation rather than going through the process, so they might try that first. The cases are dependent on a case-by-case basis and the facts involved as to whether they'll meet the criteria for mediation. But most cases will just go through the process. Domestic violence is often just painted as male versus female, Um, uh, but where where do the kids sit in this if if they're caught in the middle of...? Kids are the victims. The kids can be protected by either parent or an adult or guardian taking out an order on their behalf. Okay. So they're protected and they can be protected. So if I'm 13 and I want, and you know, something's going on at home that is wrong, is there an age that I get a voice? Well, you will get an age if you're um, 15 or 
older. Yeah, okay. But at that age of 13, you would have to speak to a guardian or someone or the police and they'll try and help you through the children's court. But then they would have to refer you to the um, Department of Human Services who, for child protection and child yep. protection would have to step in and then get an order in the children's court to take over and look after the child. So those things are different. They'll be um, that would be an issue. Yeah. Does the same sort of scenario play out for the elderly? The elderly as well. The elderly can get a guardian or someone they know. They can get an intervention order as well if they need to. If they need assistance with that, they can go to the police and do it, or have someone help them do that privately. Some elderly people do do that when they've been abused or they've, you know, been abused by a relative. A lot of elder abuse goes on in the community. Yeah, it it's does. It's not spoken about. It's kept quiet and under the carpet. They did do a very, very good uh, television advertising campaign based around that, which I thought was maybe didn't change the world, but it certainly enlightened us a little more to the fact that that was going on. It did. It opened up everyone's eyes, but it does happen all the time, whether it be financial or physical on elderly people. Yeah. Um, it happens, and it's closer than you think with um, immediate relatives that do it. So, yeah, it's not good. But, yes, they have the opportunity as well to take out orders and do what they need to do or get their guardian or power of attorney to help them do that. Yeah. So I guess the takeouts from this uh, for people listening to do with domestic violence, if they find themselves in that situation, Victoria Police, obviously, or the police is the first, force is, is, is the is first, first port of call. Yep. At your first port of call, they will help you. They will take it seriously. Depending on what the facts and scenario is, they will help you. Uh, second port of call is privately. You can do that yourself. You jump online in the Magistrates Court website. It's got a step-by-step guide how to fill in the form and do it. Uh, and thirdly, you can see a lawyer who will help you do that as well. So, But if you get served with an intervention order, you know, go and see a lawyer, especially if you don't think it's correct. Yeah. And the facts that are stated in the as to what's happened are not true, go and see a lawyer. Are there a lot of technicalities involved in that 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 get people out of that situation, rightly or wrongly? Yes, 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 there are in terms of what we can ask for down the track is further and better particulars of the applicant's claim. And you find when that happens, they don't match up. So things like that can happen. And if the applicant fails to put those further and better particulars in by the time prescribed by the magistrate, the thing can be thrown out. Okay. So it's useful. People should, you know, if they feel that they're not safe, they should call the police and take it from there or yeah. privately go and take out an intervention order. If, you, if you're not safe, you're scared for your safety, you should do it. No questions asked. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, no, I couldn't agree more. Uh, John, thank you for enlightening us to uh, many uh, of the areas involved in the domestic violence area. It's it's one that um, I'm sure we'll revisit uh, in, in later podcasts, but uh, thanks uh, for sharing your thoughts today. Uh, thank you, Kevin, and have a, a good week. If you have a question, by all means send it to info.thelegalminefield at gmail.com. We'd be more than happy to hear from you. And any other comments you have, please share them on our Facebook page or send us an email. Till the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. 